0: Hey folks, Matt from MedicsMind.com here. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and reading what you have over on my blog, please consider giving me a like and a share. It would greatly help me get the word out and grow my listenership. As always, muchly appreciated. Be well, be safe, and above all else, keep talking to each other. Hello everybody and welcome to Mind the podcast. Thank you very much. Now you may be wondering why we're just getting into listening to me ramble on as opposed to hearing that wonderful little guitar riff. That we have gotten to know. Well, the the reason uh, behind that is the fact that I have something special for you. I made mention a little while ago about uh, a very special young woman that I know. Her name is Alyssa Dawn. And she has so graciously uh, been working diligently on a, a song for the intro, specifically uh, for this podcast, A Medic's Mind. So she went through the painstaking process of not only writing, uh, but producing and finding studio time in order to make sure that it was the best possible quality that it could be, and she has now sent me the file for usage on this podcast, and so now I'm going to play that for you now, and it will forever be the intro to A Medic's Mind, the podcast. Here it is. I can't, I can't explain to you what it was like to open up my inbox and have this MP3 file. Uh, I'll, I'll find my words. <laughs> this MP3 file sitting there um, with a little uh, write-up underneath, and I, I clicked it and I listened to it, and uh, I was moved to tears, um, which is awkward because I was in a public place. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that was less than ideal, but... You know, we don't often get to choose idyllic circumstances to release tears, do we? So I did, though, I was moved to tears, blown away that somebody would put this kind of effort into this uh, for me. Um, it's deeply humbling and beyond appreciated. And like I said, it's going to be the theme song moving forward. And if you guys want to hear more of her stuff, please feel free to follow her uh, over on her social media pages. Um, let me just pick up her tag for you and I will, uh, I will get it so that I don't uh, mess it up. Um, but you guys should go and follow her 100%. She is uh, absolutely incredible. So her Instagram is It's Alyssa Dawn. So I T S E L Y S S A D A W N. It's Alyssa Dawn. Go give her a follow on Instagram, and uh, there's some links there to her other stuff. Um, she is an incredible musician, and uh, I cannot be more thrilled to have her as the voice. Of a medic's mind the podcast so thank you Alyssa very much for that Uh, blows me away I apologize it's been uh, like 10 or 11 days since my last podcast Uh, I have not been forgetting about you guys believe me Um, just been really tired I did go out to British Columbia I went to my hometown of Salmon Arm BC for those of you who are left scratching your head wondering salmons don't have arms where the hell is he from it's a small town in the interior Okanagan of British Columbia Canada And uh, I guess the best way I can geographically point you in the right direction is somewhere within the Kelowna Kamloops Vernon area, you will hear the term Salmon Arm. It's somewhere in and around there. You'll be able to find it. It's a beautiful little town nestled within the mountains that uh, are panoramic. They just they go all the way around. And uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, This is my first time back to Salmon Arm in about 13 years. Uh, Long absence in between. And uh, yeah, the reason for my going back was uh, to have a book signing at a place called Buckingham Palace, which is a, <laughs> a bookstore that is uh, quaintly named uh, and uh, nestled within one of the malls within uh, within our little town. And uh, they were so gracious enough to let me go and do a book signing there. And it for me it was uh it was kind of uh, a twofold thing. Yes, I wanted to go back to my hometown because I mean a lot of. A lot of my mind, a lot of my formative years were spent in in that town and being forged by the experiences of that uh, diminutive little place. So I wanted to go back, but uh, I also wanted to go back because um, it is the last place that I had ever known my mother to be alive. And in doing something um, as intimate as a book signing and the story that is in the book, A Medic's Mind, uh, a lot of it has to do with her. She's a very pervasive theme without the book um, as is Superman, um, but those two are they're linked very closely. And uh, so I went back and uh, and did a book signing. And um, you know my friend came with me, a friend Eric. And uh, so what we did was we flew from from uh, Hamilton uh, into um, Calgary, and then we rented a vehicle and drove from Calgary into Salmon Arm, which is about a five and a half six hour drive with bad roads. Uh you could do it probably in about five if the roads are good. But it is winter here in Canada and uh, you know, as such takes a little bit longer to get places, but it's okay because we were surrounded by beauty the entire way. Uh even saw some mountain goats uh sitting up top kicking rocks (laughs) onto the road. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh but yeah, so I had a friend with me that was really nice and um you know, it was a a four day trip. So we did everything within four days. It was very fast and furious. And, uh, it was really good to go back there though. Um, uh, it was bittersweet. You know, when you walk through, when you walk through the echoes of the past, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it was for me anyway, it was bizarre. You know, I looked at some places and I, I remember it being much bigger. Uh, for example, I went to, uh, one of my childhood homes and, uh, it was a, a lady by the name of Wendy who looked after us for a while because my mom was sick and we, we really didn't have anywhere to, to live. My mom was kind of too sick to live on her own and look after us. And so Wendy took took us in. She took all of us, like myself, my brothers, and my sisters, and my mom. She took us into her home and and uh, made sure that we were looked after. Uh, such a beautiful soul that woman is. and uh, But I remember going to visit her um, on, uh, on my last day there and uh looking out into the front yard where I did a lot of my playing uh and pretending to be Nate the Great uh, solving mysteries I remember the front yard being massive I remember it being really big and I think it's because in my mind I was having big adventures but when I looked at it through adult eyes I was like wow you know this is uh, not at all what I remember <laughs> I mean physically you know the structures are there I can I remember exactly what it looks like but uh it's different. It's just different. It's smaller, and uh, I found that to be the case with a lot of the stuff that I saw when I was back in my hometown. My high school, the hallways looked a lot smaller. Um, unfortunately, it was during weekend, so I couldn't go in. I was going to go in and stand in front of my locker and have a picture taken in front of my locker with a medic's mind, but uh, you know, we were there over a weekend, and it was Remembrance Day, and uh, we were very, you know, like I said, it was over four days, so we we're strapped for time. You know, we drove into Salmon Arm, so therefore, we had to drive out of Salmon Arm. And back to Calgary, so there was a lot of a lot of moving parts over that uh, over that weekend, um, and uh, so yeah, I mean it was good to go back. the The Salmon Arm Observer, it's a newspaper uh, out in Salmon Arm, actually ran a story on me, and uh, I was uh, blown away to make the front cover. Uh, that was crazy, um, but that brought some people out, uh, and the first person. To come and get a book, when I went to Buckingham Palace on the Saturday morning, I went there and I introduced myself to Peter, who's the manager of Buckingham Palace. Uh I said, hey, Peter, I'm, I'm here for the book signing. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, was, I've had five people come buy your book already, even before the signing started. So it should be a good day. And uh, I was like, you've had five people buy the book? He goes, yeah. I was like, that's insane. Did they say who they were? He goes, no. I'm like, you didn't ask? He goes, no. Why would I? I was like, it's true. Why would you ask? That's a dumb question by me. Uh, five copies. That's incredible. So I, I sat down at this table. He put a table at the, uh, the front entryway of, of the store and I sat down and I, I kind of readied myself thinking, cause when you do book signings, the one thing I've learned is that you kind of, you can have one or two people come up and then you have like 15 or 20 minutes of not doing anything. Uh, I'm sure Stephen King and other solidified authors don't have this problem, but when you're unknown, uh, first time writer, Uh, It's something I've noticed. And uh, so I kind of readied myself for that. I hadn't even been sitting down for two minutes by the time the first person came up. And the first words spoken came from a, a very familiar, distinctly familiar voice. And it said, Never in 25 years would I have expected to see you sitting behind a desk inscribing your name to a piece of literature that you wrote. Matthew, if you don't remember me, I was the guy in grade 7 telling you to sit down and pay attention. My grade 7 teacher, Mr. Martinick, came to the book signing. He was the first one to get a book. And I felt kind of bad because I, I recognized him and I had the name in the back of my mind. And then as I was about to say it out loud, I was like, well, if I say the wrong teacher's name, that's really bad. That's really insulting. So maybe I'll try and finesse him to saying it first because I, I i know who this is i recognize him vehemently so but i i cannot I, I cannot risk saying the wrong name uh and it was mr martin it's exactly who i thought it was um but he yeah he got a book and he uh he said that he was happy to see me and uh and that he was looking forward to reading my book and uh and then he was proud to see that um that I was where I was and his words, his, uh, willingness to come out and, uh, brave the weekend mall to come and get a copy of my book. We haven't seen or spoken to each other since grade seven. Uh, back when I went to school, grade seven was the end of elementary and grades eight through 10 were junior high in a completely different building. And then 11 and 12 were high school. And so that's how they structured our, uh, or schooling so grade seven was my last year, first year, last year with Mr. Martinick, and uh, and yeah, so it's also the, the year that I met my best friend Drew. Uh, I, I've spoken about him in length on this podcast and talked about some of our shenanigans, and uh, and we got up to more shenanigans when I went to BC this, this time around. We definitely did, uh, without skipping a beat, we uh, <laughs> we definitely got up to our uh, our usual ways. But what a, what a trip that was to uh, to see my grade 7 teacher. I mean, that was mind-blowing to have that happen. And uh, as soon as he walked away, uh, my best friend Drew comes up. And uh, he was the second person there. And he goes, hey, Mr. Martin. Like He, said, he knew him right away. I was like, damn it, Drew. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but my best friend, I got to sign a book for my best friend. And I don't know that I could ever accurately put into words what it's like. To To have a guy that has been with you and around you through absolutely everything in my life. I mean, when my mother passed away, Drew was one of the first people I phoned. And uh, he was also one of the first people to stay on the phone for as long as I needed or wanted him to. Uh, despite having a busy life of his own. He's, he's a father. Uh, you know, he works two full-time jobs. Uh, two very manually uh, intensive jobs, and uh, and he was willing to stay on the phone for as long as I needed or wanted him to. And that's the kind of guy Drew is, and he's always been that way. You know, growing up, I wasn't always easy to deal with. I was a pretty emotional kid because most of what I learned to do growing up came from television, and television is uh, about as bipolar as you could possibly be with respect to uh, to moods. You know, it's all about drama and making things look good. So. There was times where I really wasn't easy to deal with, uh, growing up and drew drew weathered the storm man. and, uh, you know, he, he was beside me the entire time and has been beside me the entire time. And, uh, he reaches out on those, uh, those painful anniversaries. When he knows I'm having a tough time, he reaches out, he, uh, he reaches out on arbitrary Tuesdays just to send me a message. Sometimes send me a funny meme or a joke, uh, or other times just say, Hey, how's it going? And, uh, being able to sit at the desk and sign my name to a book that he was gonna hold and read and um, that means a lot to me. Uh, blows me away. So that was really cool to have that happen. And then shortly after he came, his brother showed up. Uh, Drew's brother, who's uh, he's always been very kind to me. David uh, has always been very very kind, and uh, you know he, he's kind of he kind of took on like a like an older brother role in the fact that he would bust my balls all the time, <laughs> but it was never in like a mean. Uh, sort of punitive bully type way. It was always sort of in an endearing way, and uh, I kind of I always I always loved him for that. He's always been a really great guy to me, really nice guy, and uh, super happy um, to to have been able to have those two guys there at the book signing. And then uh, the, as the day progressed, we were there for about three hours uh, doing book signings, and uh, the more and more people just started showing up from my past. I mean, I had Dan. Uh, Adrian showed up. Um, He was a a good family friend of ours. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people were sort of older brother figures in my life because they hung out with my older brothers or my older sister. And uh, so I kind of tried to emulate them in some ways, you know, as, as a younger, you know, sibling or younger type person does. And uh, and so he's got a, gotten the opportunity to watch me kind of grow, um, both on a physical level, just being uh, being around me when I was a kid to to now, but also with the the gift of social media, he's been able to watch my journey and uh, really kind of uh, follow along in uh, my time from when I was stuck inside the bottle drowning to to now when I'm outside the bottle keeping them at bay, um, and he's watched this journey of conceptualized the idea of a book to to actually the fruition of me having a book and he drove down to get a couple copies and uh you know he uh, he almost made me cry which sucked but uh you know we, we were able to keep it together you know like gruff men do uh, whatever <laughs> uh it was great to see him though and i i i won't possibly be able to name everybody that came out but you know curtis sherry was there sharing her kid uh You know, Christina and her family came out, a friend of mine, Angel, was there from high school, Sheena and and Shannon. So uh, speaking of Sheena and Shannon, okay, so I have a really good friend, her name is Shannon and uh, she drove about two and a half hours to come to the book signing and uh, so she shows up and, uh, you know, I'm kind of busy signing some books and talking to some random people that have shown up to the table and they want to hear about the story and so I see them and I, I kind of give Shannon a wave and I see that she has a friend with her who is very very beautiful by the way uh just not at all hard to look at and uh so uh that's just a side note it will make what happens next even funnier but uh so they're they're you know they're there they're patiently waiting and uh finally I can I can have some time to speak with them and uh Shannon comes up to the table and I get up and we you know we give each other a hug and I'm like thanks for coming sincerely appreciate it and then I turned to her friend and I outstretched my hand. And I say, hi, I'm Matthew. It's nice to meet you. And she goes, yeah, it's me, Sheena. And I was like, still didn't click. Still didn't click. I had no idea who she, who she was other than the fact that she was very pretty. Still no clue. But I I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Shannon caught on because she kind of looks and she goes, from high school. And I was like, fuck me right sheena from high school i really should have remembered that i didn't i should have but i didn't sheena if you're listening i'm sorry i'm really sorry uh but yeah sheena and shannon both came out and uh they both got a copy of the book (laughs) yeah it was uh it was really good to see them you know shannon's uh you know uh stayed in touch with me uh over the over the years and uh Kind of followed along with the journey as well. Um, I had uh, Brianne Hahniser came out. Uh, she's uh, she was a good friend from uh, from growing up. We actually grew up in the same sort of housing complex, um, so that was really cool too. I was just the awkward, uh, bumbling, walking erection teenager back then, but uh, you know she uh, she's also followed along with the journey and been a huge supporter. And uh, it was I, the one thing that it that that trip did for me was was solidified for me how not alone I really am how even in those moments when lonesome really creeps in these people are rooting for me these people are in my corner these people are thinking about me even when I'm not thinking about myself or thinking about anything other than the pain I'm in they're thinking about me they're wishing me well they're constantly pulling for me to reach the success that they feel I deserve and and that I want and so That was huge for me to experience something like that. And uh, it was a very bittersweet moment because with each person that came walking up to the table, I had visions of what it would be like to have my mom walk up to the table and see her kid on the front page of a newspaper with people gathered around to have books signed that he, that I wrote. And um, there was a couple of times where... That emotion struck me off guard, and I I really kind of had to rein myself in because, you know the the pain of, of of that never happening is a very real pain, and um, you know Salmon Arm, as I had said at the beginning, is the last place I had ever known my mom to be alive. It was the last place where I had ever given my mother a hug, and um it. It's where I grew up and spent most of my time with my mom, and it was and is always going to remain um, a very special place for me. And uh, and so it was a very bittersweet thing being able to sign these books, and it, a part of me felt like it was it was bringing a piece of her back back home um, back to that place because a lot of what's in the book is to do with her and. So with each book that was signed and sold, there's a piece of my mom being given out to people that live in Salmon Arm. And uh, it wasn't just people that know me and love me that bought the book. There were some uh, people whom I didn't know uh, that bought the book. Um, For example, uh, that morning, the the morning of the book signing, um, I'd had a a really terrible nightmare and woke up. And my friend Eric says that he was awake. I don't know if that's necessarily true. But... uh, he says he was awake anyway when I was having my nightmare. But uh it was around 5 30 in the morning um when I had finished having my little uh freak out episode in the sheets. Um I gave myself nasty like rug burn on my one knee. And it's actually it's still there. It fucking hurts. Um, but yeah, I had a I had a nightmare, and then uh as I'm as I'm kind of laying in bed trying to figure out where the hell I am, I just hear Eric's voice kind of chime in. He goes, you're right there, big guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, What? Huh? What? What? He goes, doing okay over there. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I'm I'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep, so uh, I'm sorry. And he goes, well, if you're not going to sleep, neither am I. Let's go get some breakfast. And uh, it gave me the perfect opportunity to uh, to show him the wharf, the fabled wharf uh the wooden planks that I have uh traipsed and trundled upon uh so many times in my youth uh it's a place where I used to go it, it's a big arcing uh wooden uh sort of plank that just kind of stretches out onto the water and uh it was a good place to go and throw some thoughts uh when I was a kid and um and it was a good place to go in the morning and show Eric uh you know the uh the place I used to go and do that so it was really cool to uh, to take him and uh Introduce him to that. So while we were there, we we're taking a few pictures. It was my kind of morning. It was overcast and raining and a little bit damp and cold. And uh we had uh some other people show up on the on the dock just taking their dogs for a walk. And Eric was wearing a hoodie, an a medic's mind hoodie that his uh very talented wife Angie made. Um and uh and so one of the ladies questions, so what's what's this medic's mind thing on your shirt? And he kind of looked at me to explain, and so I said, Oh yeah, hey, uh, I wrote a book recently, and uh, I'm actually having a book signing today at Buckingham Palace. And uh, so I explained everything, and you know, I, I handed out a couple of bookmarks, and uh, and uh, they took a picture of us for us. And uh, I didn't think I didn't think that the the lady was going to come. I didn't think anyone was going to show up from from this meeting to the book to the book signing. But this lady did show up later in the uh, in the afternoon and uh the first the first thing she did was walk right up to eric and she goes hi eric how are you and eric's like i'm really great how are you and she continues walking by into the bookstore for a little bit and then eric leans down to my to my shoulder and whispers in my ear goes how did that lady know my name (laughs) i'm like i don't know and then she comes back she goes matthew so i said to eric i was like how does she know my name and he goes your name's on a fucking poster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, your eyes right. <laughs> Turns out it was a lady from the wharf and she had came to get a book. And, uh, so that was really cool. Uh, that was, that was pretty fun. And, uh, speaking of people meet, uh, that I met by the way, so I told you that my story was in the front page of the newspaper, uh, the Arm Observer. Uh, well, one of the, uh, people I got to meet was the, uh, the, Author of that article, uh, Barbara. I got to meet her, and uh, that was really cool because uh, when we were having the interview over the phone, she uh, she's such a nice lady, um, just such a genuine human being, and I I felt uh, sort of an instant kinship with her, and uh, and it was really cool to uh, be able to actually converse uh, with her in person. Although brief, uh, I mean, she was kind of busy, and I was busy too, so I really didn't get the chance to speak to her as, as long and as in-depth as I would have liked, but uh, you know, that was that. Was that. So, uh, you know, I got to meet some great people. I got to re, uh, reintroduce myself to some people from my past, and I, I, I got to see some old friends, and that was about as much of a success in a book signing as you could hope for. On the superficial side of success, uh, we sold out uh, at that seminar book signing. So 31 copies were sold in three hours, and uh, we were told by the mall janitor as well as Peter that we uh, we now hold the record for number of books sold during a book signing uh, at book Camp Palace. So that's cool, right? Uh, that's, a, that's a victory. I'm pretty happy with that. And uh, as such, we decided that, uh, you know, going out for steak dinner would be a worthy way to celebrate uh, a pretty uh, emotional high and low day. And uh, I say high and low just because of those forlorn thoughts of, of my mom that came creeping in and and how much i i wish that that woman was still alive on this earth but uh it was an overall uh absolutely enjoyable experience and i um you know i i definitely will not be leaving it 13 years before i go back to salmon Arm. i will definitely be going back much before then uh but we decided yeah so we're going to go out and my friend uh steve uh from high school um, steve showed up and uh, he was part of our little my, my little clique with Drew and uh, my other couple of friends. So it was I went out to dinner. It was me, Drew, Steve, uh, Eric, and David. We all went out to Don Cherry's uh, before <laughs> before the Don Cherry incident. <laughs> we uh, we went to uh, Don Cherry's restaurant in uh, in Salmon Arm, B.C. at the Prestige Hotel and uh, decided to have a victory dinner. And my friend Drew, the thing. So when I talk about shenanigans, and Drew... Drew is great and has always been great at busting my balls and making fun of me uh, in a very brotherly way. But uh, he's got zero shame. Like, he does not shy away from the public light. Uh, he's he, uh, he doesn't go and seek it, but he doesn't mind putting us or himself in precarious situations. For example, uh, Drew and all of us are sitting around the table, and there's only about uh, maybe a handful of other people in the bar. It's a small little place. And uh, Drew just boisterously shouts out, I'd like to propose a toast. And so, of course, this catches the attention of people. And he continues and he says, I want to give a toast to my friend Matt. Proof that you can find love even with facial herpes. To Matthew. <laughs> The whole bar kind of slow clapped, you know, <laughs> not really knowing what to do. And I, yeah, I was like, well played, Drew. Fuck you, but well played. Well played, sir. So, uh, payback's a bitch, buddy. I got to, uh, I will get you back for that. Don't you worry. <laughs> well played, though. It was fun. Um, so yeah, we had steak dinner. They, they harassed me for a good solid two hours and then, uh, Ended up going home, all well, back to the hotel, and Drew came back to the hotel for a little bit, and we chat some more and uh, conversed about uh, some memories and life and things again, and uh, then I ended up passing out for the night, and luckily I was able to meet Drew in the morning for breakfast. But uh, the other thing that happened was, so when I showed up the previous day for the book signing, Peter had handed me a note, and the note came from a wonderful couple that uh, that I know from from church back uh, when, uh, when I was living in Salmon Arm pastor Carlson uh Sheldon and Nada, his his wife um un, unbelievable uh to see this note it basically the the gist of the note was saying that they would love to have uh come to the book signing but unfortunately they had previous engagements and and they were not engagements you can get out of uh with pastoral duties and uh And, uh, so basically he, uh, he and his wife had left a note saying, you know, if you have time, we'd love to get together with you. And, uh, and of course I was like, I told my friend Eric, I was like, yeah, if there's any way tomorrow before we take off, if we can try and get together with them, that'd be great. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, we were able to get together and I met up with these, uh, two lovely human beings, probably two of the best human beings on this planet. And, uh, I got to give them a copy of the book and, um, you know, share some time with them and uh you know they got to meet the um kind of 30s adult version of me whereas the only previous iterations they'd known was the uh the goofy awkward kid that was about to join the army and uh so that was really cool it was a unique experience and um something that i would i don't think really would have happened without uh without this book coming to fruition so that's really cool and uh Felt really good uh, to have that happen and, and to uh, to see these people um, because they are they are two of the world's best and uh, so I love them very much and I love them for uh, what they did for our family um, you know they helped us through through a lot of really difficult times and uh, you know I uh, I explained to them what had happened to my mom as they uh, they were unaware of uh, some of the uh, more intimate details um, and I explained what had happened and. Uh, yeah, um, they uh, they are as compassionate and kind as they as, as they as they have always been, and so uh, that was really cool, really cool experience to to hang out with them, and uh, and you know then we went back to Calgary and and um, the one thing I did do in Calgary that was that has been huge for me, uh, and I'm still sort of dissecting it. Um, I've spoken in length about. Corporal Michael Starker uh, on this podcast, a guy that I knew and served with and a guy that uh, um, unfortunately did not make it back home from Afghanistan um, and a guy that has served this country in a, in a multifaceted sense, um, you know, both as a paramedic and civilian side and in the military and as well as a, uh, an airborne uh, soldier within our Canadian forces. And he's been to some of the world's worst places and and he's made it back. And uh, unfortunately um, on May 6th of 08 uh, that was not to be the case and uh, shortly thereafter I uh, partook in the funeral and uh and buried uh, corporal Michael starker a friend of ours and um, I had not been back to the funeral or graveside since that day in uh, in 2008 um, but before leaving calgary um, I went back to the to the funeral or to the to the graveyard and and uh, I spent some time by his grave. It was the first time I'd ever seen it, um, apart from the day of. And uh, it's well looked after. Um, There's there's lots of new and old uh, flashes and poppies and um, you know other uh, memoriam accoutrement that were um, scattered around uh, respectfully around his grave, uh, gravestone, and uh, it was um, it was a heavy moment. but it was it was nice to be able to to sit down and, and kind of chat with him for a little while. Uh, I showed him the book. I put the book down by the grave, and I said, "Hey, man i uh, I write about you in here, you know, um, kind of talk about you and uh, share a bit of a bit of your story in in the way that I knew you." Um, and I guess in that respect, you know, the same as uh, as my mom lives, so do you. And uh, I sat with him for a bit, and then. Um, I stood up and before I left I, I gave him a, a salute and you know, it's the first salute I'd ever uh given out um since you know since leaving the military so that's uh that's a thing and uh yeah so that was that was uh heavy but I think needed um I still don't really know where it fits with respect to the uh the ability to to let him rest to uh to kind of put that chapter away but at least I'm closer to finding the end of that chapter, I think. And that's that's pretty big. So pretty uh, pretty humbling experience to have been a part of that and a humbling experience to have sat there um, when I did a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago. Yeah, and uh, so that's it. Um, some more book signings to come. Uh, Around January 25, 26, I'm doing a Bell Let's Talk uh, book signing at Chapters Vega again here in uh, Mississauga. So if you're in the area, uh, please come out. I believe it's uh, still during 11 and 4, uh, so please feel free to come out. Um, I believe Natalie Harris is going to be there too, so that'll be really cool. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really... Yeah, kind of all that's been going on with me. I mean, I came back and sort of jumped right into the the routine of going back to therapy and and working on some things. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll keep you guys posted up to date with what's going on with the book stuff. And uh, and hopefully it's uh, it's all good news. So thank you again very much. And Alyssa, thank you so much for this song that is going to walk us in and walk us out of every episode going forward thank you very much sincerely appreciate it anyway guys you uh you all take care of yourselves be well be safe and above all else keep talking to each other